This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I think I give analysis and try to give you a bunch of reasons for why I'm placing a certain bet because if it loses, you can at least see where I am coming from. And I have presented facts and numbers and stats that give me, you know, reasons for why I liked this bet. But you're right. Sometimes the eye test also matters. And I think it's especially relevant in the NBA postseason. And in a perfect uh, segue into the game that we're talking about here between the Celtics and the Heat. It's the Heat that have a commanding 3-0 series lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. And tonight it's the Heat laying a mere point and a half, total 216 and a half. And slowly but surely, the Heat are getting more credit in the betting market. But PJ, the Celtics are not a team after watching their games that I want to put any of my hard-earned money on. From a gambling sense, it feels like the Celtics should probably win a game. At some point, their all-NBA roster is going to put up some big numbers against a Heat team that has several undrafted guys. But if you watch these games and you watch the mentality that's been presented by the Celtics, who have looked very soft... Uh, the gut feeling for me is saying, I don't want to trust the Celtics in any way, shape, form, or fashion. How about you? What's your gut saying? Chelsea, I have a saying that I love people, but I hate the public. And I think the public's going to be all over the Miami Heat tonight for everything you just said. I think people are, they're done with the Celtics, right? I'm sure there are a bunch of people listening to our show. I'm one of them who have bet Boston to cover one, if not two, or maybe all three games in this series, and you've gotten screwed all three times. I think all the value here is with the Boston Celtics, though, tonight. So many times when a team's down 0-3, you have to ask yourself, like, is the motivation there, right? Is a team just, are they going to be 1-2-3 Cancun, or are they going to continue to fight? I know it didn't look pretty in Game 3, but because of how they played, because of how embarrassed they got people are questioning their manhood. People are coming after the team. Missoula keeps getting just, I mean, hammered by the media and the fans. I do expect Boston to come out tonight and play really well. And I just think the spread, Boston should be favored in this game. I think Vegas wanted to make them favorites in this game, but Miami has cost them so much money. And they know that a lot of people are going to be on the heat tonight that if they make the Miami favorites, nobody will bat an eye, right? Miami won both games in Boston. They won dominated game three in Miami. Making the line heat minus one and a half, nobody's going to argue with that. But you look at the lines in this series, Boston eight and a half game one, Boston minus 10 in game two, 
Boston three and a half in game three. Now all of a sudden I'm supposed to believe that there's a five-point swing in Miami tonight. I know that game three was ugly. Chelsea, there's just there's way too much value here. So I like the Celtics because again, like think about it from Boston's perspective. Win tonight. Go back home to game five. You're going to be huge favorites in that game. You've already lost two at home to Miami. You win that. All of a sudden, now you bring a game six back to Miami where all the pressure is on the heat. And, you know, in a one-game scenario like that, Boston's done pretty good in elimination games so far this postseason. I think that there's some value on the Celtics tonight. And uh, I, I would take them plus 105. I actually like Boston. All right, PJ. I'm going to argue the other side. And my biggest question is, you want to trust this Celtics team in the final couple minutes of a game? This has been the problem for the Celtics. They have put together some good halves. But it feels like they cannot be consistent enough to play four good quarters of basketball, at least in this series. So if I was taking the Celtics, I think the only way I would take them is in the first half. But at the same point, you see the post-game press conference. You see the body language. And this is not a team I want to back. Like, at some point, I have to believe what my eyes are telling me. And you're right. I'm sure I'm with the rest of the public. But it felt like the play last night in the Nuggets game where everybody's saying, well, the Lakers are going to steal one. The Lakers, this is going to be their time. LeBron's going to go off. Well, LeBron did go off. But they still lost because the Nuggets are the better team. And at the end of the day, I'm starting to feel like the Heat are just the better team. Plain and simple with the much better head coach. I think the angle that I like better in this one, though, as opposed to maybe uh, avoiding a fishy spread that looks a little fishy to me, I think I'm going to go with Jason Tatum here. And even saying that makes me nervous as well because he has been incredibly inconsistent. But the angle that has been the most profitable for me throughout the postseason in the NBA has been playing NBA superstars on the brink of elimination. Last night, it was LeBron James. I felt like we knew that he was going to force his hand and try to be more aggressive in scoring and getting to the free throw line. And what do you know? Scored 40 points. We've seen it in other games where superstars, even in losing efforts, put up big numbers. Jason Tatum had an absolute stinker last time around, but that was also a blowout. So it's not like he even played the entire time, finished with 14 points. So PJ, are you going to talk me off playing Jason Tatum tonight? No, this one, Chelsea, we are seeing eye to eye. I love Tatum. I love your reasoning behind it too, betting a superstar on the brink of elimination. But Tatum's just also proven Inside the NBA with Shaq, Kenny, and, and Barkley, they always have this saying that superstars don't have two bad games in a row, and I think they're right on with that. And Tatum's kind of proven that this postseason. He only had 14 points in Game 3. We remember in Game 6 against Philadelphia how much he struggled, and then he drops 50 in Game 7. So I'm expecting a big night from Tatum tonight. I think he has 35, 40 points. Um, and and I, like, I, I think that's my favorite play, more so than the Celtics on the money line, even though I do like the Celtics, that Tatum points prop, I like quite a bit. So I am with you there. I think he has uh I think he has a big game. There was another prop that I like too was Al Horford under one and a half three pointers. He's only hit one or fewer threes in uh four of his last six playoff games. He he's been attempting them. He shoots about five or six a game. He just hasn't been making any. So I like Tatum points over 
And I like Horford under one and a half three pointers as uh, some props for tonight. Right. The one sabotage factor for Jason Tatum is that his points prop is very high at 29 and a half. But when he's had good games, he has had good games. When he has a good game, he goes over this number. But when he has a bad game, he finishes with like 14. So maybe we see the opposite from Jason Tatum tonight. At least that's what the Celtics are hoping. I'm interested to see what we get from Bam Adebayo tonight because he has been such a factor in most of these games. I think you throw last game out because it was a blowout. He only played 28 minutes, so you see the 13 points, only three rebounds. But in the other ones, the games have been close. Uh, in game two, had 22 points, 17 rebounds, has had at least 20 points in three of his last four games. Do you think he is a big factor tonight for the Heat? He could be. I mean, Bam is just, it's so tough. You know, Miami's a tough team to bet just because of how so well balanced they are. And Jimmy Butler is the one superstar. And then after that, like, you just don't know who's going to step up at any given night. And you really, I mean, even Bam, you know, the points, the rebounds, like, it fluctuates so much. I never know who to bet three pointers, like, if it's Struess or if it's Lowry or if it's Vincent. Um, so really, you know, Jimmy Butler, like going with his points prop on nights where the heat need him to play like a star or are normally a pretty good bet. He's actually been having a lot of turnovers in this series. So betting, uh, Jimmy over two and a half turnovers tonight might be a look as well, but for bam, I'm just, I'm going to stay away from that. The, the heat, I, I mean, it's just, they're a tough team to bet because of how well balanced they have been this season so 17 and a half is prop i mean it feels about right i'm I'm gonna stay away from that though i just like the matchup here because he is matched up pretty well against boston averaging 25 points per game uh including these games and the regular season matchup so something about playing the celtics usually means bam at a bio is scoring quite a few points so i would lean towards the over maybe i'm not going to play it but what are the other storylines in this game that you were interested to see? For me, as somebody who is hashtag always rooting for drama, I'm interested to see if Jimmy Butler continues to troll the Celtics because usually I'd say this team has a 3 nothing series lead. Maybe there's some complacency involved, but it feels like the Heat really want to stick it to the Celtics. Do you think there is going to be any lack of urgency from the Miami Heat tonight? I I mean, I, I think Jimmy's definitely going to try and stick it to, to Boston as much as he can. You know, when they were when he was at the press conference last year at the end of game seven, when they lost, he said, we'll be back. We're going to get this team again. And he was right. And then you saw Al Horford in game one do the timeout signal and Jimmy gave it right back to him in game three. So he loves the petty stuff. He loves the competition. That's what we all like about Jimmy is he's a fiery guy. Obviously got into it with Grant Williams in game two and he got the last laugh in that one. So absolutely. I think we could see some more trolling tonight. It's one thing to beat a team, Chelsea. It's another thing to sweep them, especially when the Heat were as big of an underdog as they were coming into this series. So if the opportunity presents itself, I think we could see some trolling from Jimmy Butler. Something I wanted to ask you about, I have a 16-to-1 future on the Miami Heat to win the NBA Finals. I got it before this round. And now I look at Boston, and they're 16-to-1 to win the NBA Finals. I'm wondering 
Should I just take a flyer on Boston? Should I hedge a little bit with my future? So I have two 16-to-1 tickets in my pocket. We, we both know at some point there's going to be a team that comes back from an 0-3 deficit. I don't know if it's going to be this series, but at some point it's going to happen. And I'm just looking at this series, Chelsea. If there was ever a series where maybe you could make the case that a team comes back, maybe it is Boston because, again, it's essentially a pick them tonight. There'll be huge favorites in game five, huge favorites in a potential game seven. Both of those would be in Boston. And then game six would really be that game where that would kind of be the series. I'm wondering, though, if if it would just kind of be, if it would be worth it maybe to take a flyer with Boston. PJ, at the risk of sounding stupid, are we watching the same games? You want to put some money on this Celtics team to come back from a 3-0 no, three series lead? And I get what you're saying because it's 16-1 to 1 and it's strictly based on on value but also you'd have to do another hedge you know if you know because both of them have a chance to make it to the nba finals but there right. is a chance that neither of them win because there's a team named the denver nuggets on the other end that has a very good shot at winning the nba finals so what would the alternate hedge be because wouldn't you hedge your hedge as well do you know what i'm saying yeah well, I, I would – so, you know, having a 16-to-1 ticket, you have a lot of wiggle room. So I'm wondering if I throw a little bit of amount on Boston, knowing that one of the bets would lose, but I'd still have great value on a 16-to-1. And then you're right. I would maybe, like, need to hedge potentially in the NBA Finals against Denver to guarantee myself money, or I would just – I would let that 16-to-1 ride and hope that, that it cashes and either Boston or Miami ends up winning the NBA Finals, one of the two teams. So let's play, you know, dreamland or whatever. <laughs> Say the Celtics advance out yes. of the Eastern Conference Finals. You want to trust Joe Mazzula in the NBA Finals without even hedging? Come on, man. I'm going to have to rib you for that one. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.